Good day, good day, good day. We are pumping again. It's your boy JC Vibes for Joe Radio Live. Blessings to each and every one of you. How are you all doing? Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. We really do appreciate you. Okay, so this program is entitled You Can Overcome Anything. All right, the topic is You Can Overcome Anything. All right, so let's get straight into it and we're going to kick things off with some beautiful, beautiful worship. Get ready to give God some praise. Jesus 
Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of the podcast. And today on the line, I have with me Lisa Nichols. Lisa is joining us from New York, where she's on her book tour for her new book here. And um, it's You Can Overcome Every Obstacle, No Matter What Nine Steps to Living the Life You Love. Lisa, good day to you. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Greg. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing wonderful. I'm just glad that after nine of 11 cities, you're doing all right. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I, You know, when people ask me, am I working? I kind of go, wow, it's so much fun. I guess it's called work. <laughs> it is. It is. It is work, but it's fun work and you get to do what you love. And I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you because many of them might know you and, and a lot of them will probably know you from The Secret. But Lisa is a best-selling author. Uh, she's a very popular public speaker, a powerful coach, and a charismatic teacher. Um, she has reached thousands, both nationally and internationally, with her message of possibilities, gratitude, empowerment, and accountability. Her participation in the self-development phenomena, The Secret, catapulted her popularity across the globe, and she is the author of the critically acclaimed Chicken Soup for the African-American Soul book series, Lisa's also appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show, Extra, Larry King Live, and on NBC Emmy Award-winning show, Starting Over. In addition, Lisa is the founder of Motivating the Masses and the CEO of Motivating the Teen Spirit. Her transformational, impact, her transformational workshops impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of teens and adults. She also has been honored with a Humanitarian Award from South Africa, the Ambassador of Goodwill Award from African Focus, and Legoland Founders Heart of Learning Award. Um, you really get around, Lisa, and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's a good thing because, you know, you say at your website – kind of right off the bat that this is more than a book that it's a lifestyle and I was just watching your video what do you really mean about the fact that no matter what is really a lifestyle well what I mean by that is you know most of us are saying that we really want something or we would like to have it or it would be nice if we get it and those when you make those statements towards something that you want toward a goal you really still have a room and option for it not to happen but when you say I want to hit this mark no matter what we're going to do this no matter what this relationship is going to work no matter what then you've committed to it at a at a deeper level what you say when you say no matter what is that I'm not afraid of what might come around the corner I'm not worried about the doubt the fear that may come up I'm going to overcome any and everything to hit my mark because I said 
no matter what. So no matter what isn't just a sexy statement. It isn't just a cute quote. No matter what is a mindset and a decision to live in a certain way. It's that margin that separates those who are looking at the life they love from those who are living the life they love. Oh, that's it's that's great advice. So you're really going for it. And, you know, the noted author Jack Canfield and a, and a friend of mine, he writes in the intro of your book um, that, you know, you share yourself as a coach and a counselor. Um, and one of the things you did as growing up is you've worked with a lot of young adults. And, you know, in today's world, it's very confusing out there for young adults. What are some of the lessons that you've incorporated into this book that you learned from some of those young adults that you've taught and mentored in throughout your career? Well, I have to say I still do a lot of work with them. I'm actually doing a, a very exciting workshop tomorrow for over a, a 250 teens. So um, they stay, they continue to teach me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main things that I learned from working with uh, teens and young adults is that transparency and authenticity is the, is the core of all growth. Uh, we say that, but at a level when I'm working with teens, the level of honesty that they demand, the level of honesty that they require before they will give anything up in that room uh, is almost immobilizing. And, and they've trained me to stand on stage and really become transparent in front of 200 or in front of 10,000, 11,000 people, which I've done. They have been that model for me to just absolutely, as they call it, keep it real. Um, they've also been uh, a teacher for me in that they've shown me how what it looks like to be in a room of no judgment, to create a space of no judgment and unconditional love, uh, and that any time you give someone an opportunity to tell you who they really are and you love them in that space, you show them that regardless of what they've been through, you're still there for them, man, that's when doors fly open. And what's funny is people think that it just happens in soft skills, self-development, I've done it in corporations, Verizon, you know, Exxon. I've done it with with corporate executives who were so grateful that I allowed the whole person to show up. The whole person shows up to work. The whole person shows up to school. The whole person shows up to parent. And what teens have taught me is when you bring in the whole person and you let me see the whole person, you're going to get so much more back uh, from, from, from them and from anyone else. It's been the staple to my career succeeding. Well, you know that authenticity that you talk about that those kids show up with, that it's just truly who they are. And really, in no matter what, you're really you're teaching people how to show up that way. Now, one of your big milestones, obviously, was The Secret, and it was an important milestone in your career, and the lessons that the, you were teaching people in The Secret. But you really say that you're leading your not life now from the law of no matter what. And what's the difference between what you were doing in The Secret and really this new book, no matter what? Well, you know, actually what I realized is that my life started with the law of no matter what, and I've always been engaging in the law of attraction. So I've always been operating the law of attraction and the law of no matter what. So the law of attraction is setting your intention on something. It's, it's, it's um, developing what you want in your mind first, expecting it to happen and speaking it out to the universe and stating what you want. 
the law of the law of no matter what is putting your elbows up and your chin down and doing everything you need to do to make it happen. It's doing whatever, whenever, wherever. Uh, it's not allowing the excuses to become larger than the goal. It's not allowing the speed bump to become a stop sign. So I say that the law of attraction is very important and always operating. But when the law of attraction meets the law of no matter what, that's when velocity and change happens. Interesting. Well, you know, you you had very supportive parents growing up, and you said as a young teen and adult, something went wrong. And um, you also, as a young adult, were bused to kind of these, you were a black American bust over in the area, and you were, you were met in these situations with some pretty difficult, challenging times. How did this help you to strengthen your no matter what attitude? Well, you know, um, a no matter what attitude is an attitude that says, I'm not going to crumble, I'm not going to fall, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to change direction, I'm going to make it happen. I may have to get creative. I may get knocked down a few times, but I'm going to get back up. When I was bused to a school in the Valley, first of all, I was in the fifth grade, so mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I, I didn't have the same conversation I have today. Um, but what I was committed to do was I was committed to stand in my pride. I was commit, committed to um, showing up and being, as my grandmother taught me, a child of God, um, no matter what. I, I was committed to not allowing someone to make me believe that I'm less than. Uh, so then I couldn't put a word to it. I couldn't put the statement no matter what to it. But, you know, some would call it stubborn. You know, I was too stubborn to stop. You know, I, I tell people that my life, no matter what, uh, another way to say it is the little engine that could. It's just a little engine that wouldn't stop. You know, one you know, one wheel uh, busted, you know, another wheel, uh, another tire is, is flat. Um, the, the, the front windshield is out, but the little engine won't stop going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And my my life truly demonstrates the little engine that could. And all I mean when I say that is I've, I've gotten knocked down plenty of times. When I got bust, that was one of those times. It was really difficult for me. But whether I move swiftly or whether I move really slow, I always committed to movement. Well, now you mentioned in the book that, that people are disconnected and alone. And the way I like how you laid this book out is you've created these sections called the I'm Not Alone. Um, Can you explain to the listeners out there, you know, what you mean by that? Because you give them three boxes to check, you know, do they relate? And you say in your workshops, raise one hand if you're, you know, relating and raise two hands if this is going on right now. So tell us how that helps somebody because I really found your book to be very instructional that way. Thank you. Um, one of the reasons why I, I put in the I'm not alone boxes throughout the entire book is because uh, what we know is that the number one diagnosis in America, at least, is depression. And the number one reason for people feeling depressed is that they feel alone. So in my workshops, I started this with my teens first, and now I do it in all my workshops, is to find for people to be able to see that they're not alone. Because the number one thing we want is to simply not be alone. And so I wanted to transfer that experience over to the book, and I, we're getting rave, rave responses from just those boxes. Um, and the I'm Not Alone boxes say, if you can relate to what I'm saying, check one box. If it's really you, like, oh, my God, it's so you – Check two boxes. If you feel like I am reading your story, like if you've ever felt judged, if you've ever felt alone, if you've ever felt scared, 
like and you're and you're feeling that way right now, then check three boxes. And what happens is in the book you immediately begin to see, oh, I'm not alone. Other people are checking three boxes. Other people are checking two boxes. And then ultimately, if you can see, correct, I'm setting people up for a larger conversation. There will be an, a national, international um, uh, bookinar, you know, around the no matter what mindset. And in that in that conversation, in that community, I'm going to say, okay, how many of you checked? one box how many you check two boxes so we can begin to move from what we've done on paper to have a conversation about it so we can constantly become more and more comfortable with our own truth so in helping people find their own truths and helping them heal this is a way in this book to actually have them register in and say okay this is truly how i'm feeling um and and i want to do something about this and i either need assistance i need a coach i need somebody and then that leads me to you know your bounce back muscles there's nine of them you talk about in the book um and one in particular uh that i made note of was understanding muscle recognize that there's some gift that comes wrapped in sandpaper you call it yeah um so let's let's talk about these these bounce back muscles as you refer to them and let's start with that understanding one Absolutely. You know, most people uh, receive instructions in life on how to move forward, and that's really great, and how to make, meet your goal, and what's the ABC to getting to happiness. Well, what I wanted to create in this book is I wanted to create what happens if between A and B, I'm hit with a relationship that didn't work. How do I get back to B? And what happens between B and C if I gained 50 pounds. How do I get back on track? And so the key to this book is learning how to build your bounce back muscles. When you run into a speed bump in in life, how do you make sure that speed bump doesn't become a stop sign? How do you get back on track? But the only way you can is that you have built your bounce back muscles. So there are nine key bounce back muscles in this book. The understanding muscle is the muscle that allows you to see the gift that may have come wrapped in sandpaper. That's the experience that you didn't ask for. But because the experience occurred in your life, you have a part of your character has been developed. A part of your resiliency is stronger. A part of your patience is stronger. A part of your faith is stronger. A part of your setting better boundaries is stronger. Something in you that did not and could not exist before this experience now exists because you've gone through it though you didn't ask for the experience itself. And another muscle is your faith in myself muscle, being willing to and being able to and learning how to stop, press stop on your negative self-talk. All of us are walking around, most of us, and I haven't met anyone that doesn't have it, and even including, you know, my great friends who stand on stage next to me, you know, um, uh, who are world-class speakers and trainers, we've all agreed that we have a negative self-talk. And and we know it's not true, but the negative self-talk just kind of kicks in. I tell the person who is picking up no matter what, that if you are dealing with your negative self-talk, turn straight to page 58, skip page 1 through 57, and learn how to press stop on your negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Learn, how to, learn how to minimize that conversation. So in that, in that first one, let me go back for a second because you're now on what would be considered faith in myself muscle. I had one question. So if what's coming writing in on the moment, the universe is providing you with exactly what you need in that moment to transmute or trans, you know, transgress this current challenge you're having, what you're saying is really you're getting all the gifts that you actually need and look at them as gifts. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I'm saying that every experience that you're going through has an opportunity for you to gain something from right. it. Either you're going to get a really great outcome or you're going to get a really great lesson. Mm-hmm. But either way, either way, it's really great. Okay. So in this faith, mu- faith muscle, faith in yourself muscle, it's about turning off the negative self-talk and reframing the talk that you have to yourself, reframing the situation, right? Yes, It's saying looking at it all differently. And then the last, well, not the last one, but the next one is the take action muscle. You say recognize you're moaning, stuck, lying on your, you know, on a nail, right? Refocus on your original goal. Right. Most people are um, focusing on their goals solely or they're thinking about their goals or they're talking about their goals or they're writing a strategic plan about their goals. But it's time to get in action. People say, oh, I've been visualizing. I've been meditating. I'm trying to manifest it. Nothing's happening. And I say, how busy have you been making it happen? Mm Mm-hmm. And so the take action muscle is about taking taking action. The honesty muscle is about being a core truth of honest to find the dot that says you are here. This is your life. This is where your life is health-wise, finance-wise, relationship-wise, and spiritual. How honest can you be? The say yes muscle is about can you say yes to the bigger things in life? Can you say yes to setting your champion free? Can you say yes to with knees knocking and teeth chattering? Can you say yes? Will you say yes to the part of you that's still waiting to come out? Well, you skipped one. Now I want to go back to one. It's like the I know like I know muscle. So it, that one, it says open yourself to God, spirit, nature, and the universe or whatever you call your higher power. Talk to me about the spiritual aspect of knowing all these muscles, how important it is for you to have the spiritual connection and to tie into your intuition and to really listen to that inner voice that's speaking to you. For me, it's everything. Um, Developing your I know like I know muscle is the ability to see the light at the end of the tunnel even while you're still in the tunnel and to know that that light at the end of the tunnel is not a train. It's the ability to know that whether you don't see anything around you that shows you what you want in life, that you know it's on its way and you operate with that knowing. It's the unwavering faith muscle, really. The I know like I know muscle is that faith muscle. It's the ability to stay centered and grounded. I say each and every one of us should, I hope, have a higher power in our life. Whatever you call it is on you. But we should have a higher source that we look to that allows us to relinquish our worries, relinquish our doubt, to throw away, to give to our fears so that we are not holding our entire existence in our body, that we can say, listen, I am, I, my steps are ordered. And, and, and because I was born, my birthright as a child of God, as a child of the universe, my birthright is to have abundance. That's my birthright. Mm-hmm. And so I, I believe that uh, having um, a spiritual connection is so critical because then you have a source to give your worries to. You have a source to give your doubt to. You have a source to tap into and get refueled. Okay, now when the ego won't let go of people, this next muscle is really uh, kind of, it, it's the best one, and I believe there's actually two, but I'm going to go around the forgiveness muscle, and I'm going to say, Hey, when that ego gets involved, it doesn't want to let go and it doesn't want to forgive somebody. But explain how important letting go and forgiving someone is in healing. Wow, uh, it's everything. Um, When people normally want to hold on to something new, people want to hold on to something new. They want to hold on to new success. They want to hold on to new um, uh, relationships. They want to hold on to new love. 
But oftentimes, if you look in your hands and you say you want to hold on to something new, but you look in the palm of your hands, what if everything you were currently holding on to, the anger, the regret, the shame, the blame, the doubt, the frustration, um, the lack of forgiveness, what if you could physically see that in your hand? Most people's hands will be full with something old. You can't hold on to something new until you're willing to let go of something old. Yet most people think that forgiving someone is about pardoning them for their behavior. It's about letting them off the hook. It's about saying that it, it really didn't hurt. Somehow we feel ego feels, or for the ladies, she-go feels, like um, pardoning, uh, forgiving someone is about them. Well, the, this chapter, Developing Your Forgiveness Muscle, really talks about how forgiveness is about making more of you available for love, more of yourself available for success, more of yourself available for what's next. And I say to people, if you're having a hard time forgiving, turn to page 192, skip page 1 through 191 and jump right into page 192. Because when you're willing to let go of something, that's when you're truly able to hold on to something new. So how important is self-forgiveness versus forgiving others? Oh my God, it's the first step. Okay. You know, when I when I first started my journey to personal growth, I got in the mirror and I did three things. I completed three sentences and these sentences are all in the book. And I explained them. I was going through a very dark time. I had been in, uh, I was five months away from my wedding and my fiance choked me until I passed out and picked me up and threw me three feet across the room. Needless to say, I was pretty angry at him and needless to say, I was pretty angry at myself and I was full of shame and guilt and blame. I got in the mirror and I completed three three sentences for the next 30 days. I gave seven different answers to every sentence each morning and I began to transform my life. And those three sentences were, I looked in my eyes in the mirror and said, Lisa, I'm proud that you, and I found seven different things to celebrate myself for each morning. And then the next sentence was, Lisa, I forgive you for. I began to forgive myself for making poor decisions, forgive myself for being lonely. I forgave myself for endangering my three-year-old son's life. I forgave myself for wanting the relationship to work so much that I didn't see the signs when the signs first came. I, in that moment, you begin to cut the shackles attached to, game, to, to, to shame, blame, guilt, you know, fear, or anger based on your past decisions. And then the final sentence that I completed was, Lisa, I commit to you that. I began to make a commitment to myself every morning, seven different commitments that I would declare to me and only me. And so I say, you are the beginning of the journey. When you can forgive you, then you can love you. When you can love you, you'll want better for you. When you want better for you, you'll go get better. Well, you know, that leads right to your last muscle, which is the highest choice muscle, because in those affirmations, you were affirming to yourself your highest choice, that unhealthy behavior that you had in that relationship. And you're saying, hey, I don't need this anymore. I forgive myself for bringing it into my life, and I am going to eliminate it from my life. So tell us about this highest choice muscle. The highest choice muscle is like if you look down, put your chin down uh, to your chest and you're looking down. That's when you're looking down at the details of your life and you're looking at, oh, I thought it was going to end up this way. I thought I'd be with this person. I thought it should happen by now. 
that's when you're looking down at the details and the timelines and the people. Your highest choice muscle encourages you to, and just do it with me if you will, to pick your chin up and look up and st- like, as if you're looking over the horizon. And when you're looking over the horizon, what you're actually looking at is you're looking at your life's purpose and your life's mission versus the details. So if I get caught up in the details, I'd say, gosh, by this time I thought I'd, you know, uh, I'd have a bigger business. And by this time I thought that I would have lost 20 extra pounds. And by this time I thought I'm in the details. But when I lift my chin up, I look at the horizon, I say, what my life's mission is about is about healing, encouraging, and inspiring people. And am I healing, encouraging, inspiring people every day of my life, regardless of what I weigh, regardless of the size of my business, regardless of how long it's been developed? So your highest choice muscle says, look at the reason for your life in this season and be about that bigger reason. Be about that larger calling and don't get caught up in all the details and the nuances so much. Well, you know, you do a masterful job of at the end of each chapter. Now that we know about the bounce back muscles and all our listeners know about them, and I'm highly recommending they get this book, the inspired action steps that you are a vital part in this process. And you talk about journaling, practicing mirror work, doing these exercises. Tell us why you included these inspired action steps, which really are quite well done. Thank you very much. Because there's no other way to get to your goal other than to be in action. Most people think that the law of attraction or anything like that, or self-development or achieving your goals, is about visualizing, meditating, documenting, setting goals. And yet all of that's great, but you have to do that plus the action steps to make it happen mm-hmm. equals your outcome. Action in the equation um, is not optional. Uh, action in the equation is the mandatory piece. And so I wanted to put the inspired action steps into this book so that people can see that at, at every juncture, at every point of your life, chapter one, you got to get busy. Chapter two, you got to get busy. You know, you have to get busy in every form of your life to make it happen. Well, now one of your passions is this motivating the teen spirit program. Um, and tell us a little bit more about you're, you're talking to 250 kids tomorrow. Uh, you've talked to thousands of kids and the message that you want to give and the mission that you have for this program. Well, our goal, Motivating the Teen Spirit, is my teen company, and we've been established for 10 years um, uh, officially and 15 years uh, altogether. And as of last year, we worked with over 120,000 teens. June of 08, we worked with 120,000 teens. And our our primary goal is to teach teens how to fall madly in love with themselves and how to make integrity-based decisions. We create a safe space where teens can put a voice to their feelings so they can understand how they're feeling in a moment and be able to speak to it so that they can also uh, understand the power of their language, the power of their thoughts, and the power of their actions. And most of all, what our workshops are designed to do is to allow a teen to check into their current level of integrity and then to up-level their integrity if they so choose. And we create a safe space where teens and parents can create a new dynamic with one another, a new relationship, a new engagement, a new relay with one another. I'm passionate about this work because as a teen, I needed a safe space to go to to talk about how I felt. My mom and my dad are wonderful and they're amazing, but I didn't quite know how to, one, put words to my feelings, and two, how to then verbalize those feelings to my to my 
parents and my family. So we have teens come from all over the world. Um, we're having a huge workshop August 1st and 2nd. It's our first workshop where we're actually teaching the parents and the teens in the same space. Uh, and then we separate them for a moment and we bring them back together. Uh, and we have fil- facilitators throughout the United States, in Canada, and in the UK. And we are one of the most sought-after programs because we teach emotional prosperity. And what we know about our children is that um, they don't care about English, they don't care about math, they don't care about science, they don't care about geography when they're hurting. Right. And when they're depressed. And so how can we get them from that place? It's not enough to pray them through the eight years of their teen years. We can't just pray and hope they'll be okay. We have to be in action. And so I'm simply doing for teens what I wanted and needed someone to do for me. And we we have a pretty amazing track record doing it because our hearts are in it. And it's the right thing to do. And we've created a curriculum and we've created a system that allows them to uh, get uh, consistent results. Our program in, in we do behavioral, it's like a behavioral management program, a critical thinking, self-development. In programs like that, less than 20% of teens want to return. The retention rate is very, very low. Our program has a nine, over 90% return rate for the teens that come back. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you make huge. it fun. You you help them yes. get over a lot of their issues, and you do it in a quite an effective way. Now, I'm at your website, so I'd like people to know, how they can order this book, how they can find you, and if they want to get involved in the teen program, how would they learn more about that as well? Well, today I would ask them to go to no matter what tour.com. Again, that's no matter what tour.com. That's a unique website. Uh, it's different than the Lisa hyphen nickel site. You can get to the same information, but on the no matter what tour, dot com site there's a couple of things for you a couple of gifts for you number one is i'm a big advocate on setting your champion free so i'd love to give everyone who's listening to this call uh, a free gift if they click on free download there's this really great audio inspirational message that i would say to myself in the mirror every day called setting your champion free so that that's your gift from me and then two if they're interested in our team program uh you'll see an invitation to join us uh in august uh, in sunny San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it'll be you'll, you'll join you and two other two hundred other teams from all across the globe will come together to have a breakthrough training weekend, life life changing weekend, and uh, that's where they can find us at no matter what tour dot com. You can a- always go over to uh, again as well uh, for the team program. Motivating the team spirit is the name of the company. When you go over to motivating the team spirit dot com, uh, watch the video and grab some tissue. <laughs> okay, so what we'll do is we'll put those links up when we put up your podcast here, and we'll make sure that everyone knows about that. So Wonderful. that's great, and they'll be able to get this free um, setting your champion free. Free, yeah, yeah. setting your champion free that's, for free. That's great. Well, Lisa, it has been a true pleasure having you on today. You are an inspiration to all of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, You're doing so much good in the world in this book tour. I know two more cities, but (laughs) it's only just begun because it's only just begun. Exactly, that's just the tour part. But we appreciate your time today, and uh, thanks so much for being on the Inside Personal Growth Show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Thanks. Bye bye.